0: TKM Incorporated in Moss, Tennessee, is a construction company that specializes in erosion control, seeding, and soil, hydro seeding, hydro mulch, minor excavation, and silt fence. They also provide traffic control and construction signs. Their business is keeping people safe, but their passion, their mission, is they wish that all men could be saved. TKM has adopted the nickname, The King's Men, because as they serve you, they also serve the king. If they could provide any of their services for you, please contact them at 931-243-3958. That is 931-243-3958. Or you can contact them on the net at TKM Inc 2001 at twlakes.net. That is TKMInc2001 at twlakes.net. TKM Incorporated is a sponsor of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. Using the tool of shortwave radio, World Christian Broadcasting literally covers the world every day with the gospel. They use two large curtain antennas. One is located in Anchor Point, Alaska, and the other in Madagascar. They send out messages that are recorded at their international home in Franklin, Tennessee. They make available 40 hours of broadcast every day. The broadcasts are made in English, Chinese, Russian, Spanish, Portuguese, Korean, English for Africa, and Arabic. They would love for your group to visit them. You can bring your ladies group, your youth group, or your men's group. Just give them a call at 615-371-8707. 615-371-8707. Or you can go to 3W's in a dot, worldchristian.org, find the donate here button, and make a financial contribution to support this work that literally covers the world every day with the gospel. World Christian Broadcasting in cooperation with Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. When it's bitter, bitter cold, I have lots of memories. Some of the memories are very fond. I, I remember sledding off of hills in southern Tennessee. I remember the when you get the odd occasional snow in Alabama, people would come over to our house and Jackie would cook soup and we would be drugged behind four-wheelers, either riding those little uh, saucers or either on a uh, inner tube. Uh, I I remember having lots of fun in snowboarding weather and and being out in Colorado when it was bitterly cold and and learning to ride a snowboard. Uh, I remember that it was bitterly cold when when I got hurt uh, for the first time in in 2009 and, and how cold it was in Anniston, Alabama as I took myself to the hospital. But also always remember when it's bitterly cold, I always remember a gentleman named Bob Reeves. Uh, Bob was an elder when I moved to Huntsville in 1986. Now, in the spring of 1986, I was 22 years old, and I would turn 23 10 days later after moving to Huntsville, Alabama. And I don't know how old Bob was, but to a 23-year-old, Bob (laughs) looked ancient. And Bob was this lovable, grouchy curmudgeon. Uh, He was one of the elders at the church, like I said, and he would regularly walk up to me at at our church and, and say, you know, we love Jackie. And if anything ever happens to Jackie, we'll fire you the next day. The only reason you're here is because of Jackie. And, you know, I guess the only response I could come up with was, I love you too, Bob. (laughs) Well, sometimes in order to pay Bob back for his sentiments, I would I would prank Brother Bob. Uh, He lived on Gnoyer Road, which is kind of uh, an offshoot of Winchester Road. And we used to dove hunt right across the street from his property. And Bob would come out there and stand on the porch and scowl at the dove hunters. I guess he didn't like the noise. Well, sometime during the dove hunt, I would leave my shotgun there and I'd go across the road and I would hide in the hedges around Bob's house. And then one of my buddies would fire his shotgun two or three times, and I would throw a handful of gravel onto the roof, and it would sound like his his house was being peppered with birdshot. And Bob would come out on the porch and lean on the railing and, and just scowl, and he looked like Jeff Dunham's puppet, Walter. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was great fun to, to tease Bob that way. But in truth, Bob and Margaret were very lovely people. Uh, they lived next door to their—Rudy uh, Rudy Cabe was Margaret's sister, and, and they lived next door. And they were just wonderful people. In fact, the the building of the Chase Park Church of Christ is built on their property. They donated that property uh, for that church building to be built there. But uh, in my relationship with Bob, Bob and Margaret were snowbirds. Uh, he and Margaret and, and Margaret's sister, Rudy, would would go to Florida every year. And so Bob asked me to, to house sit for him. He said, all I want you to do is while we're going to Florida, just come over to the house and, and make sure, you know, we don't have any busted pipes and make sure there's not any broken windows and make sure, you know, there's not any vandalism or any burglary going on. I just want you to check the house on, on a regular basis. Well, this was my very, very first, you know, I guess you'd say uh, security job because all I'd ever done was, you know, youth ministry and be a college student. You know, I'd roof some houses and uh, done some things. But, you know, this was, you know, this guy's put me in charge of a house. And so it was bitterly, bitterly cold. And I don't remember if my mom and dad were visiting us in the holidays or if it was Jackie's mom and dad, but I got up on the first day, you know, they, Bob and Margaret and Rudy had gone South and the first day I'm going to get up and get this thing done that way. I don't have to worry about, you know, the, doing it later in the day. And I get up way before daylight. Drove over to their house, and I was wearing, you know, my warmest clothes, and I had this old army surplus, a trench coat on. And uh, Jackie's mom had bought me a really nice uh, Indiana Jones hat. I, I used to buy those cheap ones, and she bought me a really nice Stetson, and it was waterproof and everything. And so I bundled up and got my hat on, and, and uh, I go over to the house and I walk around it, and it doesn't seem like anything's been disturbed. And I take the keys out and I unlock it, and I go in. Now this is way before I'd ever been a police chaplain. I'd never seen anybody clear a building except on Miami Vice. And so I'm just kind of wandering around this house, looking at things and checking the pipes. And I'd never been in the house before. And, and as I went into the, the living room, there was a left turn and then it opened up into a long hallway. And I turned the corner into that hallway. And at the end of the hallway, there was this dude. And I stepped back into the living room. And i reached under that little trench coat that i was wearing and i pulled out my ruger security six is a pistol that i got when i turned 21. it was a 357 magnum had the walnut handles and i had replaced them with large rubberized packmeyer grips and i i, I gripped that pistol and maybe had a little shake going on and and i peered back down the hallway and this dude was peering back at me and, and i i was so I focused on the fact that, hey, that dude's wearing my hat, that I didn't notice he was pointing a gun at me. (laughs) Now, had I noticed he was pointing a gun at me while wearing my hat, I would probably shot that mirror. (laughs) And that was my first introduction to building clearing, and it was, shall we say, a debacle. But I didn't shoot the mirror, I didn't shoot it myself. But I had had an occasion to see myself. I'd have had an occasion to confront myself. I saw myself looking at myself. And it scared me. In the story of the prodigal son, and prodigal means wasteful, this this boy ends up wasting all his money, all his father's resources, and he's ended up in a pig pen. And in that story, the phrase is, and he came to himself. Well, have you ever met yourself you ever having the occasion to to like stand away and and, and notice yourself there's an old song by sticks and it says if i could stand beside myself would i see me or somebody else you ever have one of those moments where you are outside yourself or you confront yourself or you see yourself you see, we'd moved to Huntsville because of a reflection. I was preaching at the little church in Salem, Arkansas. I had preached at the uh, downtown, at the Ferguson Street Church of Christ and while I was in college. And the Ferguson Street Church and the downtown church had resolved a, a 25-year-old split. Uh, and and some of that was under, uh, under the tenure of my ministry. And so these two churches had come together to form one large church and I guess, you know, you could say I was the preacher, the pulpit preacher, the guy who spoke every Sunday morning, every Sunday night, every Wednesday. I was the local minister for probably the largest church in northern Arkansas. And so I was working with this little church and And and, and when you work for a little church like that, you know, you preach every Sunday morning, you preach every Sunday night, you do a lesson on Wednesday, you teach a class on Wednesdays, you do a devotional on Wednesdays, and then you also teach a Sunday morning Bible class in addition to the other things that, that you do as a minister. And that, that becomes a burden, the idea of generating sermon material. You know, you think about a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, and a Wednesday night, and then your class. You know, you've got 52 weeks in a year, and and you've got 52 times four. You, you know, you probably have an average of two days to prepare material. And, and especially when you're first starting out, you don't have a lot of experience. You don't have a lot of resources. You don't really have a lot of knowledge. And so I was preaching for this church, and and, and there's this this burden of generating certain material. And, and so you you read things and you see things and you notice things and, and always in the back of your mind is that would make a good sermon or that would make a good illustration or that would make a good point. And if you're not disciplined enough to have a, a sermon planned out throughout the year. I know some guys who take a weekend retreat every year and plan a year's worth of sermons and they may not actually write them out, but they they have a goal, they have an idea. That's why a lot of churches have yearly themes and but as a, you know, a 21-year-old minister, the generating that volume of material was 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 burdensome. And I'm standing here in front of this church building, and I'm wearing a black three-piece suit. And somebody came in, the double doors in the back, and the, the double doors in the back were wooden, and they opened up to a foyer, and the foyer had glass doors. And the reflection was such that I could see myself. And I was standing in the pulpit, and I was doing a lesson. And it was a lesson I had prepared. It was a lesson I had written. It was a lesson I had studied, but I wasn't passionate about it. I was preaching because my job was to preach. And I looked down that aisle, and while I'm in the middle of my sermon, I see this reflection. And I saw a guy standing in a pulpit, and I was standing in that pulpit because I had to say something, but but not necessarily because I had something to say. I was just checking a box. And I I came to myself, I I confronted myself. I had this picture of myself that I did not like. I did not want my Bible study to become I study just to write lessons. I studied just to check a box. I considered talking to the elders about it and and say, you know, hey, is there the possibility that some Sundays I don't preach? Is there a scenario where we could get together and, and, hey, this Sunday we need to sing more? This Sunday we need to have specific prayers? This Sunday we need to spend more time in communion? But as a 21-year-old, I I guess I figured it was unreasonable to ask a church to hire a preacher that didn't preach every Sunday. And churches usually don't hire preachers with the option of, of not preaching. And I was unwilling to become that guy. I was unwilling to be that guy that I saw in the reflection. You know, I thought how ironic it would be to lose my soul because I was a full-time preacher. And I was standing in front of this room. And I had God's Word. I had the Bible. And I was saying these things. But the things I was saying were not from my heart. The things I was saying I was not passionate about. The things I was saying was convinced about. I was standing in front of these people with their Bibles open and they were listening to me and and I was talking because I had to say something not because I had something to say. I saw myself looking at myself and it scared me. I came to myself. That reflection that recognition of ourselves Of our situation of our progress or our regress that realization we need to adjust we need to change or just the idea that what we see we need to confront in ourselves self-reflection is very necessary to self-growth self reflection is very necessary to improvement to repentance and to change I love the commercial on TV where two people are arguing and somebody says, hey, let's just watch the replay on that. And they, they drop the replay flag and then they they review and they, oh, I did say that. I did do that. That was something. I didn't do it. I did do it. I think it's important to be able to reflect on what we do and what we say. Did, did I behave like that? Was I rude? Was I shallow? Was I superficial? Was I unkind? Was I manipulative? Was I judgmental? Or to look at that reflection and realize I was kind, I was caring, I was honest, I was empathetic. Seeing ourselves is only part of it. Seeing ourselves accurately is, is the rest of it. And, and seeing ourselves accurately doesn't mean we're, we're hypercritical. And it doesn't mean that we give ourselves a pass. It, it simply means that we look at the reflection, and, and when we see the reflection, we confront ourselves. And we confront the good, and we confront the bad, and we confront the ugly. There's this, this video that I saw on Facebook, and it's a little girl. And I don't know how old she is. She's probably under the age of four. and Her name is Charlie and Charlie is playing with her dad's phone, and she doesn't realize that the phone is set up so that the mirror, so that the image is flipped and you see yourself in the mirror. And so she picks up her dad's phone, and, and she's looking at it, and she's tilting her head, and she tells her dad, she says, the girl is very pretty. And her dad says, what girl? And she says, the girl on your phone is pretty. And dad said, let me see the girl on your phone. And he looks over her shoulder, and he says, Charlie? The pretty girl on my phone is you. And she looks at the phone, and she gets this real serious expression, and her eyes lock with her own eyes in this little reflection. And and then hesitantly, she smiles because she realizes that she's the pretty girl on the phone. try to live in such a way that that when you unexpectedly see yourself in a situation, you get a picture of yourself in a marriage, doing a job, handling a situation, resolving a conflict, interacting with a friend or interacting with an enemy. try to live in such a way that when you unexpectedly see yourself in that situation and then you realize it's you, And you realize that's the real you when you realize that's what i really look like try to live in such a way that when you see that reflection you will smile keeping up with jones the lonnie jones podcast adventure is proud to partner with the Huntsville Police Citizens Foundation. This organization exists for the sole purpose of providing resources and assistance to our local law enforcement community. You can become a partner with us and go to hpcitizensfoundation.org and make a direct donation, or you could participate in our police memorial and buy a brick in honor of someone that you know or love or you could come out and be a part of the Peel Hill Classic Run that is going to be revived in the Huntsville area. The run will take place on March the 30th. You can sponsor a runner, sponsor a team, or just sponsor the event in some way. All the funds will go directly to the Huntsville Police Citizens Foundation in us building a bedrock of financial resources to give assistance to our local law enforcement community hpcitizensfoundation.org and keeping up with Jones the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure. The mission of Heritage Christian University is simple. They aim to advance the Churches of Christ by equipping servants through undergraduate and graduate programs. Heritage Christian University produces effective communicators of the gospel, focusing on evangelism and a commitment to scripture. Heritage Christian University is accredited by the Association for Biblical Higher Education and offers the following degrees Associate of Arts in Biblical Studies, Bachelor of Arts in Biblical Studies, Master of Arts, Master of Ministry, and Master of Divinity. Since 1968, Heritage Christian University, formerly International Bible College, has offered affordable degrees in biblical studies, allowing graduates to thrive in their ministries without the burden of loan debt after graduation. For more information about Heritage Christian University, visit www.hcu.edu, that's three w's and a dot, -dot hcu.edu. Heritage Christian University is a sponsor Of Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure. Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones podcast adventure, is sponsored by us. What? We sponsor ourselves? Is that even legal? Check us out on Amazon. You can have access to the titles of Pedagogue, the youth ministry book by Lonnie Jones. Cognitive spiritual development, a Christ-centered approach to spiritual self-esteem, grappling with life, controlling your inside space, a small essay using the principles of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu to talk about psychological and emotional self-defense, If I Were a Mouse, a children's book written and illustrated by Lonnie Jones, and then The Selfish Real, a very short story about a decision. Also, you can check out our YouTube channel to see archived lessons and presentations from across the country, some videos with uh, rope tricks and knots. Don't forget to visit the uh, Facebook page, 550Guys, to learn about the little rope men that we make and that we invented and that we make. And then be sure to click like, subscribe, and share. This is Keeping Up With Jones, the Lonnie Jones Podcast Adventure.